Hey Garrett, how's it going? So uh, what's up, guys? Uh, today we have a special guest. His name is David. Hello. Uh, his brother James is usually the one that's uh, co-hosting with me. Yes. He has a cold, and so uh, <laughs> here's David. He's going to be filling in for him. Hey guys, uh, yeah, I'm I'm James's brother. So you know, uh, he's more of the you know he's uh, he's always he's he's more of the. Um, kind of Bible thumping college, Bible college attending, super knowledgeable one. So, but uh, hopefully I can uh, make a good fill in. So, all right. Yeah, yeah. We're looking forward to you, man. Don't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so um, I guess um, basically the topic we were considering that we are going to talk about today was uh, humility. And uh, James sent me a, a passage of scripture that he was going to kind of open up the, the episode with. So, I guess I'll read that. Um, and we'll just kind of talk about humility and what the Bible has to say about that. So, uh, Philippians 2 verses 3 through 8, um, says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So at the beginning of that verse, if we should evaluate a little bit, yeah. <coughs> strife. If any of you don't know what strife means, it means dissension. It means to, you know, part away from especially like your church if there's strife in the church it's people who are you know causing um issues you know and it's parting people and uh causing a um divide through a certain group hmm. and so that that is the definition of strife and so interesting with this strife um it can lead to um you know or, or it, it's it's usually caused by pride you know people being too prideful yeah Pride, I think, can be, I, th I think we can trace a lot of strife that happens, not just in churches, but life in general, to pride. Yeah, definitely uh, myself. You know, we're bringing up the topic of humility, not because I'm so great with it, <laughs> but because I struggle with it, and I'm sure a lot of people do, yeah. but, um, you know, this is a great topic for everyone, you know. It's kind of against our nature to be humble. Right, it is, definitely. We always want to be top dog and want to be better yeah. than everyone else. Right. Um, yeah, naturally we want to pursue what makes us happy. Um, we're self-centered by nature. Um, and I, I think it's kind of interesting, you know, we, we were, before the podcast started, we were talking about the devil. And I've always thought he was... Uh, is a great example of pride. And of course, pride is relevant to the issue of humility because uh, it's the opposite of humility, basically. And um, <clears throat> the original sin. The original sin, yes. Uh, many theologians, many pastors will ag agree uh, for the most part that the original sin was pride. Uh, the devil thought that he should be where God is and um, that he was worthy of that. And I, I just, I think it's kind of interesting because uh, I feel like that's kind of what the devil tempts Eve with, or the serpent. 
right, is uh, pride. They'll be like God. Right. <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. what he wanted. Yeah, I think absolutely. it's kind of interesting. That the, that the fruit was the knowledge of God. Right. And so, you know, that that's where um, I've always kind of just gone into the assumption or so, you know, of, well, if the if the fruit was never um, taken, right, if, if she never ate it or whatever, right, hmm. um, and humans live s- sinful or sinlessly, sinless, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, they, would, they wouldn't have the knowledge of good and evil, so right. anything they did would be... And, and so yeah. that means... That we have that knowledge. Uh, that's that's God knowledge, you know. Um, and and the thing is, yeah. uh, the devil or um, Lucifer, right, mm-hmm. or an original angel, right, had access to this knowledge, you know, had access to this this um, idea of of being prideful. That's true. And so do other angels, uh, I would assume. And right. so. Um, you know, it makes you wonder, like, how the world would have been without that, you know? Like, <laughs> it would have been a really interesting place. Like, Yes. I, I actually, I told Pastor this one time, and, I, and he didn't agree. Hmm. Uh, but I, I want to hear what you Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Uh, so, they, Adam and Eve were naked at first. And they didn't mind because, well, they didn't have... They the, didn't know what the concept of naked. Right. They were just and, there. And, and actually, Pastor made a good point one time. He said, um, it's like when uh, you have children. They would run around the house naked, and, and they'd run around in public lit naked. They wouldn't care. <laughs> yeah. Until yeah. they get that sense of embarrassment Interest- or so. And that's when yeah. they're ready to start exploring religion. And they're exploring mm. God explore- and start praying. And stuff. That's, that's interesting. That's when they are, are ready. And mm. so, um, anyway, um, w- if we never opened up this knowledge of good and evil, mm. would we have just been around here naked? <laughs> you know, like it probably you would have also lived forever, right? So wouldn't it yeah. have ne- necessarily have been a heaven of itself? Would we yeah, well, it would have been great. Well, so what, what did what did uh, Pastor not agree with? Oh, the that I I asked him. I said, would it, would we be all naked if that if they never ate? He didn't think so. He didn't think so. Really? You know, uh, I think if we because we were we were we didn't have the knowledge of good and evil. But I think, and you've said this before, and I agree with it. Um, when God made Adam in our image, as the Bible words it, uh, it's not just physical, right? It's right. from a, a, a standpoint of, of just mentally, mm-hmm. I think. We're similar to God in, in the sense that we can be creative. And I've said this before, uh, but... Um, the f- I think the fact that human beings have the capacity to be creative yeah. is an incredible testimony to... From art to engineering and right. imagination, you know, even the fact you dream, um, you know, <laughs> it's pretty pretty amazing sense, you know, like it is it, it is a very... Um, the fact that your mind just kind of, imagination runs wild and... The, the chance of us ever actually making like some kind of AI that can really think on its own and oh, have right. its own creativity, yeah, it's, no. it's impossible. It really is. You can't I, create yeah. that. This no. is one of the things that really made me just bow down and accept that God exists because that's mm. one of the big one of the big reasons. I mean, because this is something that you can't create. And I'm sorry, if you can't create it, you, you know, you don't see our planet creating cars on its own, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> if, if, if right. let's just assume that somehow our the universe blew into existence mm-hmm. and this planet formed, 
I could almost see the possibility of life forming, but very simple things like some blobs rolling around, you okay. know, like, oh, I could see that. Right. But intelligent right. life, even the intelligence of a dog is a lot. Yeah. We are into our computers are not as smart as a dog. And no. you would think, oh, well, yes, they can, they, they can do math and dogs can't do Oh, well, okay. That's programming. That's not intelligence. Yeah, it came that's, from us. Right. We programmed it to right. do that. Even a calculator can, can do that. Yeah. And that's a very simple and thing. That's just a... Um, that's just an algorithm. You yeah. put this, this. It's this, limited. You hit these buttons and this order, and it comes out this, these, you know, this number, and th- right. that's it. It doesn't actually do math, and so you know, we created that math. You know, it's it's amazing. And that, yeah, the algorithm for calculators, and and the d- thing that dogs have that. You know, you can see a dog's dream. You know. Yeah. They're oh yeah. In their Anyone who's had a dog, or maybe you've seen a funny video on YouTube of a dog like on its sleep on its side and starts running in its sleep yeah (laughs) yeah they dream that is crazy yeah um and and i'm sure it probably doesn't just end there i'm sure cats probably do you know and you know um evolutionists (coughs) believe that dreaming was a um a survival tactic for Hmm. getting yourself into situations and how to get out interesting that's what they believed um i don't agree with that i do think that it was to inspire us to do certain things hmm. people do have nightmares and so right. it's not like that's not that, that's just blown out of the water you know you do get yourself into situations in your dreams that you're like how do i get out of this and you're panicking <clears throat> and then you have other dreams though dreams that you like can't wait to like oh, okay. oh you wake up and you're like or, you know dang it man yeah, that was a good dream right? <laughs> and, and yeah um i actually i had a on the topic of dreams, we kind of strayed from original point, but I, I thought it might be interesting to ask, what do you think about prophetic dreams? Prophetic? T- pro- prophetic. What does that mean? Uh, like a prophecy. Oh, okay. Like jo- okay. Jo- um, Got it. Joseph, right? Okay. Yeah, he dreamed angels, right? Uh, angels God angels. gave him, I, th- I believe, two two or three dreams while he was still living with his, his brothers. And do you are you familiar with the story of Joseph? Uh, y- yeah, not okay. all three dreams. Okay, so he had uh, a couple of dreams. One and uh, the first one, I believe, was he and very heavily paraphrasing because sure. I don't have it right in front of me. But um, he has two dreams. One of them involves the stars and in, in the sky bowing down to the sun or something. And then there's another one where it's, it's a different setting, but basically the same thing takes place. He's there's like these uh, uh, rolls of hay, and his brothers rolled up rolls of hay. And then he did as well. And his brother's hay rolls or bales or whatever they're called all bowed down to his. Hmm. And at this point, his brothers were already very jealous of him because he was kind of daddy's favorite. It's starting to sound familiar. Yeah. And so they got upset about that dream. They sold him into slavery. Um, He had and God just used that gift of prophetic dreams that he had to help predict famine that was coming to Egypt so right. f- they were able to prepare Ten plagues. so mm-hmm. basically we know from the Bible that prophetic dreams are a thing but there are a lot of things too that don't really happen anymore um, so I was wondering what you what your opinion is on prophetic dreams today because I I won't say I necessarily like entirely believe they're a thing but I just from experience I'm open-minded to it because there was a time where I um my my ex and I uh, broke up a long time ago now, but we were on bad terms. It wasn't on good terms. And that was upsetting. And that was on my mind for years. 
Um, and that's just how I am. I don't, I can't rest if there's conflict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I needed closure. So, um, I had several dreams where her and I made amends and one day she just, she texted me on Facebook (laughs) at the time and, um, was like, she wanted to talk. She just was like, Hey, I, sorry. I, you know, was this and that. And, and we, we got closure and I was like, wow. Uh, I don't know if I just dreamt about that because I really wanted it to happen or if God was telling, like telling me this is going to happen. But anyway, so I'm open-minded to it. Yeah. Uh, You know, um, we do dream about things that are on our minds. Definitely. Um, I don't, I am not opposed to the idea of prophetic dreams. hmm. Um, I uh, can't tell you I've actually ever had a prophetic dream. Um, my dreams are usually either nothing or just crazy. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Kind of uh-huh. thing. And I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah uh, mostly the things in my dreams are definitely um, mechanical or just, like, um, exploring. And it's just, hmm. I don't know. I, I have no idea. You know, I have some pretty odd dreams I can share with you off the podcast. <laughs> but, sure. Uh, but, um, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, uh, I um, uh, don't, you, you know, if we really were to just 100% go on our imagination, I think people would have prophetic dreams all the time. Hmm. But because... I do believe in God because I believe God would give you those prophetic dreams. He probably also wouldn't allow things to happen if they weren't meant to happen. Like, what if you dreamed that all of a sudden uh, the world is going to end or something like that? I mean, that sounds like a dream like that you could have. Right. But nobody really ever has that kind of dream. Hmm. You know, <laughs> like, or at least if you did, I don't think anyone would take it seriously. But you know what I mean? Hmm. Like, I, I'm just saying that I think God probably wouldn't allow people to have prophetic dreams unless it was necessary. I think I'm just saying it would happen more often if if there was nothing stopping it. Can you imagine the, the, the limit? Well, I'm not saying every single dream is a prophetic dream. No, of course not. Yeah. But every single dream uh, usually does relate to people's lives, you know? Yeah, of course. You see people you know. You know, uh, I told Pastor, I, I dreamed. it was a, Maybe this was prophetic. I'll share <laughs> this. Um, okay. So... Uh, this was last week. Yeah. I dreamed or I dreamt uh, that I was at church, but it wasn't our church. <clears throat> but it was everyone that I know at our church. Right. It was a completely different church. It was even a different setup. Like, it was a wide church. Like, like But essentially, it was, it was our church. And it was the same people, yeah. same pastor. I did all the sound stuff. Um, oddly... For some reason, I was struggling with the sound, like huh. things weren't working. But uh, I, I wouldn't say I would necessarily would have would think that was prophecy right there. But just that it was a different church, and that same church is literally was I don't know. I never imagined what it would look like. But in my laptop right now, I have the diagram for the new church that we're gonna build in probably years. Oh, but Miss Rosie, similar. yeah, Miss Ro- uh, Rosie, and I used my. Uh, programming thing, it, our, my program to um, model things, mm-hmm. and it's it was literally that church. I've never imagined it. I've only seen it two dimensionally on my laptop, right? 
uh, like literally just one, two dimension, like it's flat. Did the dream come before the that or no? N- the dream came after. That, oh, okay, but oh, okay. months after it. Like I haven't looked. I, haven't, I still to this day haven't looked at it in like probably three months, four months. Right. So it's pretty significant that you would be dreaming about it. And that it was much later. really relatable, like mm. to that exact design that we had. It was. It was pretty interesting. It really. It was. It was cool. So I let Pastor know. I was like, "Hey, man, I was dreaming that I was at a yeah. different church," and he. I can see the expression on his face, like. Well, okay then. I was like, well, use the same people, like the same people at our church. You were yeah. there. Miss Rosie was there. Everyone was there, and you know, I was still doing the sound stuff. Dave was doing the TVs. Oh, good. I'm still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you know. You know, uh, I'm open minded to it. I think it can happen. Um, I don't believe every dream is, is is so. I had a dream where I was fighting the alien queen from Aliens. Really? Yeah. yeah. No I was way. Like, I've never it was, like that. It was cool, actually. It was, it, it, I was like super strong. Hmm. And I was like, I grabbed it by the head and like threw it over my shoulder. <laughs> um, it was silly. But um, obviously that's not prophetic. Unless it's symbolic. Hmm. You know. Um, I will overcome something. Hey, there you go. Hey. You just, you just got to apply a little bit of. Uh, yeah. Biblical logic, but well, I don't think uh, Joseph really thought hay bales were going to bow down to him. Exactly right. It was symbolic of of what his brothers were going to do. Just like the plague was symbolized by this, like these like skeletal zombie cows, hmm. um, and one of the dreams he had in prison. So, I th- I think you know what I think. I think a lot of dreams we don't hear about a lot of them because people dismiss them. Again, not to say that every dream is necessarily prophetic. I think more of them might be than we think. Assume though, because people just you know by nature we don't. A lot of people faith is is a rare thing, and it's a difficult thing. You know what culture is like? Not obsessed with dreams, but really focuses on dreams. Hmm. Native Americans. Oh yeah, they really do. I mean, like if you're dr- dreaming, you're flying. That means something. If you're dreaming, hmm. like interesting. Okay cows or birds or whatever it has meaning to them and Mm. they figure out and i don't know maybe they're right you know they could be just because they're not christian doesn't mean that that you know uh right was it with you no i think i was with pastor i was soul Mm. winning and um and uh we knocked on the door and it was a native american woman about our age Mm. and uh She's like, no offense. She's like, I, I'm never trying to offend anyone, but I'm Native American and we don't believe in this, uh, mm. in these Interesting. types of religions. Mm. She said that Christianity was a communism religion. Okay. I was like, and then she said the door. Okay. I was like, I've never ever heard anyone say that ever. <laughs> I don't know who told you that. <laughs> I've heard of people accused don't of being close a cult. yourself off to these like ridiculous things. Find out that information for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> you know? definitely. That's like, so fun. Communism of all things. I'm pretty sure that's what she said. I've heard people call it a cult, yeah. uh, a crutch, mm. coping mechanism, mm. communist. <laughs> or I think she said like it was formed from communism or something like that. Well, yeah, communism or, didn't exist <laughs> when Christianity came. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> it was, think it, it was, did. I, Pastor's face, I would never forget it. His face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> anyway, all right, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, um, so uh, back to <coughs> humility. Yeah. So yeah. one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is because I severely lack humility. But actually, a lot of the areas in life I feel other people lack humility with are areas I actually strive in. 
Um, yet, there's areas where I feel like some people don't lack with humility, and I do. This goes from driving. Hmm. You know, I'm in traffic, and I'm, people get mad at traffic. Everyone does. But I'm over there. I'm always thinking that I'm smarter than everyone. That's just my mentality. It's a sad, yeah. egotistic jerk of a mentality, right? Yeah. But I'm just like in traffic, like, oh, get out of my way, you stupid person. <laughs> right? And so, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, I just, I'm continually in my own head, never to people's faces, but in my own head, I'm just like right. insulting them, in, uh, by the in, insulting their in- intellect or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know them, never even seen their face, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. And then, right. but then there's uh, people that um, I do know personally. And I'll still like, ah, oh, man, this guy mm. needs to read a book every once in a while. My goodness, you know what I mean? Like, I still, still definitely lack humility in certain areas. This is something I need to grow with. Something that I need to let go of, you know, because um, uh, I do think that um, I, I do think that I do ha- have a little more knowledge of, in science than most of the most of the world, <laughs> and then yet I let it go to my head. I think. Um I think you should be aware of your strengths because if, if, and I, I got, I got trapped in this mentality too. I got so worried. Um, and this is, this is kind of why the, the Bible is, is a sword, right? It's our sword. Mm -hmm. And I heard a good analogy and I think it's very true because it's a weapon. You got to know how to use it or you're going to cut yourself. Right. And so back when I wasn't so knowledgeable on scripture or just mature as a Christian, um, I, I got into this sort of false humility. And I thought that in order to remain humble, I have to basically lie to myself and tell myself, oh, you're self-loathing. Basically, you're stupid, you know, just to like beat myself down into submission and to not be so proud. And that's not good because you don't want to dismiss the gifts God, get, God has given you. If you, you're not going to use them if if you do that. Right. So I th- it's good that you're aware of your strengths um, and you are an intelligent person. Um, but yeah, once it, once it, I, I once, once it um, bleeds into like judgment of other people, right. then it's unhealthy. Right. Absolutely. You know? And so, you know, um, I was looking up, you know, ways I, 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 know, I know that um, I'm in certain situations, like uh, we're having discussion with multiple people. I'll try to make it. I, I don't do it intentionally, but I'll try to make it. I'll make it obvious that I know what I'm talking about and this and that, you know. And I, I can, I know it's come off as off-putting to people. Mm-hmm. I know people are like, all right, you know, this guy trying to prove something or whatever, you know. <laughs> and I, I never really mean it like that, but it is how it comes off. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, one of the things I was saying was assume someone uh or assume that the people you're talking to know something you don't yes jerome peterson yeah yeah (laughs) and 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 man um that is seriously a thing i lack with there's Mm. few there's not really like i i'll look at pastor and think that and i'll look at other people especially at our church you know that i know no know more about the bible than i do see this is this is my biggest lack is honestly Mm. that i'll study science I'll do, to study all this stuff all the time my computer my my 3d printer everything right I'll study this stuff I know it to complete right yet I don't for the Bible 
Hmm. And that's a big issue, in my opinion. Because if I can do that for yeah. the things I'm interested in, I need to do that for the Bible. I need right. to. I can do that. I can nearly memorize the thing. Yeah. And and, and, and try my best to really figure it out. I, I feel like I could put my mind to that, and then I haven't yet. I'm still getting through it. You yeah. Know, still a, a journey, but um, you know, when I'm in the room with people, especially at church, hmm. I need to be more humble and thinking that they have something to teach me. And I, when I read that, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely lacking right there. I'll walk yeah. in and not assume anyone knows anything <laughs> more than I do. You know? I think that's good. Definitely. Yeah, just be open to that. That for sure. Be open that someone else has something they could, they could teach you. Did yeah. you know that up until three years old, hmm. um, well, you know, mainly two and three, um, the human mind can only comprehend and believe that any person around them uh, knows just the exact same amount they know. Yeah. They can't mm-hmm. comprehend that anybody can know any more than them. Right. And and this is actually proven with this. Uh, um, I believe there's a name for it. but um, There is. I, it, there's um, a little experiment. Escapes me do. at the moment. Uh, there's a little experiment. I I, I actually um, I work with children, and so I got to actually do this just for fun. Oh! Um, but it's this experiment where you have like two characters, one with a cookie. One of the characters leaves the room. One of the characters gets the cookie and hides the cookie, hmm. and then leaves the room. And you bring the other co- uh, character back, okay. and you ask the child, "Where um, does he know where the cookie is?" Oh. And they'll find the cookie and be like, "Yeah, he knows it's right here." And the reason why they think he already knows, he left the room, so he wouldn't have known. Interesting. You know, it, I kind of simplified it like crazy just now. But, sure. But um, I get the concept. They'll, they'll, they'll believe that he knows where the cookie is, even though he was gone. Yeah. Just because the because other. Because the kid knows. Char- just because the character saw. Um, There's no individuality there and, and of the, perspective. And the kid saw it. And so, you know, um, I did this with mm-hmm. uh, two-year-olds and three-year-olds. Uh, I only had one two-year-old that said he wouldn't know where, uh, that, that, that. Interesting. Knew that it wouldn't, uh, yeah, it wouldn't work. Prodigy. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was very impressive. Um, but yeah. the, all the three-year-olds definitely quickly got it. That it wouldn't have. That the other character wouldn't have been able. Oh, by three, they were figuring that out already. Yeah, interesting. So you know, um, this is obviously even as a child, we're already brought up being the least humble we can. You know, th- that's by, where yeah, we're we're we're, br- we're uh, born sinful. You know, like we are born, we lie when we're kids, and you know, it's almost like. We don't even really mean it. We don't need, mean to be a bad person. Well, you know, that's just our man. Our, like, yeah, you don't you don't get it yet. And I think that's interesting um, because in earlier we were talking about Adam and Eve and how they didn't have the knowledge of good and evil until they ate of the fruit. And I think that's interesting because, as I think we've just illustrated, with children you can kind of see that lack of knowledge of good and evil until a certain point, like you, like you just said. And um, because of that, you know, they, um, <clears throat> we, we believe that if a, if a child at a certain age, if they're like two, and if it's horrible, you know, tragically, if they were to, if they die, they go to heaven. Right. God accepts them. You believe that? That's good. I believe that. I, and I think I the scripture backs that up. Um, you know, the story of David and Bathsheba. Go ahead. Uh, David uh, sleeps with Bathsheba, one of his men's oh. wives, and um, in the Bible. I definitely need to learn names more. Okay. You know, because okay. I'll know the stories and just not know Gotcha. Names. Got it. Okay, no problem. Uh, we're all learning here, right? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, so David, King David uh, s- sleeps with Bathsheba, the wife of, um, now that, that name I can't remember, but one of his men. And, you know, he does this whole thing where he, he tries to cover it up by uh, strategically planning um, one, a battle that this, that he, the man was a general. So he planned it out so that his men would back off during the fight and he'd be all by himself. He would die, kind of covered up. Right. You know, obviously God punishes him for that. And one of the things that God does to punish David and Bathsheba is he takes their child because uh, Bathsheba con- conceived in this sin. And um, it wasn't the child's fault. It was a punishment to them. But in that passage of scripture, David says um, something along the lines of, we can even look it up if you want, um, or I, I can look it up, but something along the lines of, uh, I will be with my child in glory, in reference to when I get to heaven, I'll see my child. Mm-hmm. So right there, you have confirmation that yeah. at a certain age, it's they are of the same innocence that Adam and Eve were at. Right. I, I believe that. Absolutely. Mm. You know, um, I... Isn't that interesting, man? Because, yeah, ugh, wow, the the development of the of the brain, but at the same time, like maybe also the development of the soul, you know? Yeah, like fully, yeah. fully connecting to your body. You know what I mean? Like I th- in that sense, like I think it really is the knowledge of good and evil that really makes us accountable. So, um, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I've always found the whole Adam and Eve uh, situation, <laughs> you know, uh, even before I've, I com- I fully committed myself to Christianity and stuff, right. I've struggled with the Adam and Eve story Really quick, really quick, sorry to interrupt. Uh, egocentrism. Go ahead. Egocentrism, that's the term for the, when a child cannot perceive perspective other than their own. Oh, awesome. So I found it. <laughs> well, thank, you. thank you. Yeah, just read my psych notes. Egocentrism. I just took psych 111. Awesome. So learning about all that. But anyway... So continue. So, uh, yeah. So, um, when I was, uh, when I was struggling with really submitting to Christianity, I was born, you know, like I I was born in a Christian household. I was, my mom always made made us go to church, Hmm. even though it might have not have been completely taken serious as seriously as I take it today. It was still there. Yeah. And so, um, but at the same time I parted from that through high school, especially and just going into science. I'm just like, you know what? Science think, is the answer. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I'm a like, lot of people do that. Um, a lot of people so, do that. So the thing is, and, and I'm not, I still don't stray from it. I still actually explore the things oh, yeah. sure. that um, I don't believe. Because we should never be biased. Um, always I agree. be unbiased. Always get both sides of the story. I and agree. so I started at a certain point, this is probably th- three or four years ago, three years ago, I was, I was ripping... Not ripping on the Bible, but like saying like, oh, I don't believe that this happened. I don't believe that happened because it couldn't be possible, this and that. And, mm. and uh, yeah. then I was like, you know, maybe I should just read the Bible. <laughs> because, I, mean, I grew up just hearing passage in church, but yet that's not, that's well, not yeah. reading the Bible. Yeah. And so I started reading it and I got, you know, three books in and was like, man, I need to go back to church. Mm. Found, I found in the Baptist church. And so that's how it continued. happened. Yeah. Oh. But um, I... Uh, so, so long story short, guys, I, um, I did struggle with Adam and Eve for a couple reasons. Uh, there was one, uh, at the time I was more of an evolutionist, you know? Oh, right, right. Um, yeah. and, uh, I think that 
so to the state, I think it's a good concept. I think that, I mean, like the hmm. idea, it, it's there. There's no way to prove that it's false or, or true. Yet at the same time, that they, you could do the same thing with our religion, you know, Christianity. You can't, you can't prove there's no God. You can't prove that there is one. Right. Um, Faith. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, uh, I am a very logical person. And when I read through evolution and stuff like that, I did decide, you know, this could be possible. Hmm. And then when I actually read through Adam and Eve, instead of just knowing what I thought I knew, hmm. I much more believed it. I love how the Bible starts with, in the beginning, there was God. Didn't say, this is how I was made. Didn't say, he doesn't have any reason. It says, in the beginning, there was God. And, you know, so so um, it continues to Adam and Eve. And one of the, uh, the other things that actually bothered me was like, okay, well, if God created Adam literally from nothing, mm-hmm. right? Like he just well, formed the dirt. Him, but the yeah. Dirt. Right, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say that and was like, yeah. No, it's all right. <laughs> it's from, from from the dust, right? Yes. So so um. Then uh. Why did he need the rib, for Eve? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so so I. Uh, I just never. Fully, uh, like there was there was parts that I didn't understand completely until I read all the way through it. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to share with that? Well, I, I, yeah, I didn't want to say anything just yet because I thought maybe you were getting to something like this. But God, um, God is symbolic in a lot of the things He does. There's there's a there's a reason why He took the rib, and, and it wasn't because He needed it. He could have plucked one of the fruits from off of one of the trees made woman out of that um but it's it's to i believe it's to symbolize the fact that eve was made to be the the perfect companion for adam yeah at at least in part yeah little interesting side note and you were talking about science and how we shouldn't be afraid of it i agree you know of kent hovind Mm -mm. you look him up Kevin, Kevin, what? Kent Hovind. Kent Hovind. Yes. Um, he, you know, not everything he says is right on, but he's a Christian. He's a Christian. Um, sorry, guys, technical difficulties. He's a Christian. Um, uh, and he's, he's, uh, how would I describe him? He's, he is a, I guess, a, um, just a, uh, a, a teacher, an educator, um, but he basically what he does is he, he debates atheism. Um, but he always says, and he's a Christian. He always says that um, he doesn't. Uh, he's not anti-science. Um, he likes. He loves science, and I. Th- I think we should have that same mentality. Um, looking into the in- intricacies, in- intricacies of God's creation. Um, is I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, uh, in the Bible, it does state that God encourages us to explore the unknown. Hmm, where? Um, I can look that up. Kind of a side note, kind of a sidetrack there, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, not sure where I was going with that, but uh. I don't think we should be afraid of that. Um, and I know you've, and I don't, you may have mentioned it on the podcast already, but I know you 
uh, Garrett, have uh, part of what helped your faith was looking into science more and just seeing how complex it was and how impossible it would be for that to just happen without cr- uh, intelligent design. Right. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 so this is actually this is fact. Okay. I, I I think I've brought this up on the podcast before. So so you if you have a ball, right? You can't get the ball to move unless you push it. You can't get the ball to move unless you add uh, apply a force to it. Some yeah. And Some so outside force. so you can't just boom all of a sudden have a universe. Uh, it needs a push. And when scientists realized that more scientists started believing that there was a god. Interesting. Um, because the universe is expanding. We know that it's not still, which which means we know it's still going. Like an explosion. It's, it's still going. Oh, yeah, right. And so, uh. and it has a point. Like, we can trace it to where the point of the universe is, like where it started. Interesting. Because everything wow. is expanding in the same, in, in, oh. in, in all directions. And so. Do we know where that is? Yeah, we do know. Um, you can look it up. Okay, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm making, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. North, no, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So fourth dimensional north, yeah, right? So, so um, I do know that uh, you know we we definitely uh, uh what so what were we talking about? Well, you were looking up something. Yeah, I was gonna. I was, um, gonna talk, I was looking at my laptop and yeah. All right, so uh, it says, um, "Fear not, for I am with you." Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I don't think this is the right verse. Sorry, guys. What were we looking uh, for? I was looking up um, uh, God uh, encourages us to ex- Oh, yeah. Science. Well, in Proverbs, we're told to gain knowledge, gain understanding. Well, one uh, of the verses that actually stood out to me when I first read it uh-huh. that I use for my own testimony sometimes is do not act on your own understanding. So before right. I came into Christianity as like fully submitting, it I definitely liked understanding everything. Mm-hmm. And um, when I read that for the first time, I was like, oh, I needed to hear that because I want to understand mm. how God did this. I want to understand how God did that. Mm. And and so so uh, you know. Uh, back to uh, the universe expanding, you know. Right. So, like, let let's just also put into this fact of you can't get something from nothing. Yeah, you possible. can't. Yeah, intelligence is a big something. So let's just say like life somehow just blew into uh, blew into existence when the universe happened, right? Well, I could almost let's just let's just hypothetically say that's possible. Intelligent life, it isn't. It is not possible because <laughs> yeah. that's something. That means that you got intelligence out of an unintelligent universe. Right. You need that's, an intelligent yeah. universe to have intelligence in that universe. Mm. It is fact. It's the only way that our physics work. That's true. You know? You just look at nature, yeah, and you can just see it. It's, you know, it's clearly a rule. In in the in the forests, nature. they just started realizing the past couple of years that in rainforests, mm. there's that all the trees are completely connected by the fungus, by by fungi. Really? Completely, where where the trees communicate with each other. Oh wow! They so like one tree like starts dying because it doesn't have enough nutrients. The other S- trees will move nutrients. No way! It. That wow. means that our rainforest is intelligent. <laughs> it, it has an intelligence. It yeah. actually, in a way, could really think. 
maybe not like we do. Sure. We, we have to realize that way. everything, even a dog thinks differently than we do. So, yeah. But it, it has a mind. It right. actually does have a mind of its own. And I don't know if it's one single brain, but it could be. You know what I mean? Like that same concept of like what a brain is, right? Right. Maybe it has self-awareness. I mean, it must if it keeps other parts of it alive. Yeah, the whole the whole uh, theory or question of do animals and nature have self-awareness like we do is something that's always interested me. And the one passage of scripture I think of when I enter, enter, explore that thought is uh, when I think Baal or Balaam, you know the story of Balaam and the donkey? Right. That spoke to him, right? God, uh, I believe the exact words are, look it up for yourselves, guys, if I'm wrong, but I believe it's um, God loosened its tongue and it spoke to him. And it was asking him, like, well, why are you kicking me? It had the self-awareness to, like, once given the ability to speak, ask that question. And I always thought that was really interesting. Um, and it begs the question, how many, how much of nature outside of humankind is self-aware? And do they have souls, if that's the case? <laughs> right. I tried to find the verse I was looking for uh, that that supports. Um, I, there's a couple of things, mm -hmm. you know, um, like uh, Psalm 139. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. God crafted his creation carefully and sustains it faithfully. So um, we got uh, Colossians 117. Um, when we fail... Yeah, when we fail to tell our students God's story in all things, we rob them of an opportunity to see the fullness of God and how all things hold together in Him. So, you know, um, I, there is a specific verse I was I was actually looking for. Hmm. Uh, we got we got Psalms nineteen one through two. The heavens declare the glory of God. Day after day, they pour forth speech. So, you know, um, there's there's actually verses that. Uh, oh, here we go. Psalm twenty four one the earth the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, you know. So like, I I I have read a specific verse before that clearly encourages us to explore, you know, the things we don't understand. You know, I do think that there's a limit that uh you know where where God doesn't want us to to reach. You know. <laughs> oh sh yeah right like y yeah I agree I agree with that theory, mm -hmm. um like time travel. Yeah. I don't think that's a concept God will allow us to I, discover. I, I went to ask, <laughs> ask a pastor when I was a kid. I said, if I built a time machine, I, I would love to go visit Jesus. And my, this pastor told me, uh, I think Jesus would tell you to go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably would. Yeah. Because you, you can't be there. Yeah. It's very important it's that no time. one interferes. Yeah, right, mm -hmm. exactly. Literally. <laughs> that's funny. Um Really quick, I found uh, Numbers 22, guys, if you want to look it up. That's the story of Balaam and the donkey. Just because, you know, I probably paraphrased it pretty badly. But anyway, yeah. Um, knowledge is obviously encouraged. Proverbs, all throughout Proverbs, we're told to get knowledge and understanding. Now, I've heard some people say, well, that's just biblical knowledge. Um, I don't see where that's <laughs> implied. I think, yeah, definitely that too. And that should probably take priority as far as your knowledge goes. Yeah, ground your, that should be your foundation. Um, but 
um, uh, I, I definitely think the implication in Proverbs is to get, well, Solomon, right? The one who wrote most of the Proverbs. He was, I guess he was a collector of like different species of animals and stuff like that. So obviously he was very into just knowledge. Um, so yeah. I want to bring up an interesting topic. One day I got curious and I looked something up. Okay. This thing was, what is the percentage of men and women on the earth? Oh, okay. Right. Uh, you've you mentioned know, I will even actually get um, actual percentage. I believe it was like 50 and 49. Um, this is the entire planet. Yes. Um, 50.4% are men and 49.6% are women. Mm -hmm. That's an extremely close thing. You know, like that's... Pretty close, yeah. Yeah. And so... You want to know what you find if you look up the same thing for animals? Hmm. There's more women. And it makes sense for many reasons. Hmm. Well, things got, like the lion. The lion has multiple lionesses. Right. And it's and yeah. it's actually really important in a way of making sure that their the proper genes are spread. Hmm. Get stronger lions. You don't want the weaker lion male lions, you know, making more weaker and weaker lions, you know, then it wouldn't work. Then the ecosystem would not work. Right. We need those really strong lions to catch all the gazelles because if we didn't, they'd overpopulate and so on. Right. This (laughs) same thing follows for almost all of, you know, mother nature Hmm. where there's more women. And so. Except for humans. Yeah. And so isn't that (laughs) really interesting? That shows you like the whole Adam and Eve thing, like. Hmm. Man, woman, you know, like woman is created for man and right. or, you know, to help. And and so, you know, um, I I find it so fascinating, like the dominion over animals and stuff like that. Like we hmm. are def- we are different. We're s- right. Scientists try to relate humans as much oh, as they yeah. can. Yeah. And, and, and I've explained this on the podcast a couple of times. I'll even tell you right now. Um, yeah. You know, one of the things that, one of the reasons they relate us, like, to monkeys and stuff like that is because our DNA is very similar. You actually have this similar DNA to a squirrel, too. It's mainly just how your body works. I believe, if I remember. You use oxygen for energy. You use food for energy. You you use these chemical processes, and you are mammals. Those, that, the term mammal means land animal that... Eats food and breathes air. Well, mammal, the word mammal refers to the mammary glands, actually. Hmm. Did you know that? Right. Is that? Breastfeeding. Uh, oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Specifically mammal okay. trait. Oh, right. And that's. The mammary glands. That's right. what we call mammals. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and that also shows, like, how, you know, some animals, like, even, like, the chicken, right? They don't breastfeed. They, nope. they, they even uh, are, uh, the, the, the big difference of. You know, your mother's egg is inside of her. You know, you have to get the seed inside, right? Right, right. Same thing. But the chicken, lay lay an egg. Uh-huh. A lot of fish even lay an egg. Right. And then the male actually has to spread the Fertilize seed on the, the eggs. Egg. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty different, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, yeah. And there are, like, there are exceptions, like, uh, great whites give live birth. However, from what I understand, there is still, like, the shark egg sac inside. Mm-hmm. And the egg sac just opens while it's still inside. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, so um, they still technically lay an egg. It's just hatches inside of them. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, 
I just, I really do find it, and it's not like because all, like, there's a woman for every man. It's not why I, I think it's fascinating that mm. there's 50%. Right, that's also, men. though, an interesting thing. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's because it's necessary. Mm. You know, like, I, I do. Uh, I think that if we were designed to be like lions, where where you would have a top dog that had <laughs> many wives. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. I, then you would have more women. That would be the purpose. That's that's why there's. You have to realize that. Right. If, there's if, a reason you, that lions are more often born female. It's not as often to be born male for mm. lions, and so right. th- if there were, there'd be more issues. And uh, you know. Right. And there are, you know, like they do fight for dominance, mm-hmm. but usually it's if there like, were more males, it would just be chaos. It would <laughs> right. be a and, World and, War Three. Right. Of and the lions. so th- you know, a lot of other religions. Um, you know, they do support having polygamy, 20, 30 wives, you know? Yeah. I think that just <laughs> reading that 50% men and 49.6% women on earth, that that's for a reason Int- that, that, you know, that, that would show you. I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, the Bible makes it very clear, right? Right. That monogamy is God's intention. He created one woman for Adam. Right, he didn't make him like a bunch. <laughs> um, Solomon, though he was the wisest and richest man in re- historic record, I believe, um, definitely in the Bible, his many wives caused problems mm-hmm. because he had so many of them, and that a lot of them were heathens. They that was just that's well, that was a lot of voices, a lot of outside opinions dragging him away from God. King David as well, man after God's own heart. A credible character in the Bible. Uh, one of my favorites, not just because it's my name, but um, he too, um, you can see his, um, I guess, lust being a problem. And he had many wives as well. So, so uh, I guess uh, while we're re- re- you know hitting the end of the podcast, we're going to jump mm-hmm. back to humility a little bit. Sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Might um, as well. But... Um, so, uh, do you have any struggles with humility, Dave? I think, I think I, I, I definitely, it's a good question. I, by God's grace, I've, I'm much better than I used to be. I used to be very prideful. Um, yeah, I, I just was almost like sociopathic. And I, I mean, this was like in third grade I was pretty young but there was a period of time where I was very I just thought I was superior to everybody (laughs) Um, I just had the secret answer to the universe and I just was better and um, through various experiences that I don't know if I can recount right now but over time God worked in my life and and helped me to realize I guess how much pain pride causes because you're miserable when you're prideful when you think you're better than everyone else you it's it's a very frustrating life right everybody frustrates you because they're all stupid (laughs) which isn't true but you think that and you act on it and um it recently I I think it's it's ironic right to uh, because um, t- I don't want to come off as prideful when I answer this question, but I-, I think I have it pretty under wraps. 
I, I definitely will still have thoughts that I'm better than other people. I'll compare myself. Sure. Yeah, so I, um, you know, I, I've talked about my struggle as well, you know, but um, I, and, and this is fact, guys. I, I, I believe this is fact, at least. Uh, when I was a kid, I'm talking even to sixth grade, didn't really care much about trying in school, you know, um, hmm. more of a get by. I was interested in being a class clown. That's what I was, you know, hey, right. it's a typical st stupid kid, but, yeah. you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, um, did, once I found interest in science, I started, uh, that was about seventh or eighth grade, hmm. started going into middle school physics, middle school chemistry. Everyone was struggling so much, but I got it pretty quick. Um, and uh, so I just was really interested in exploring this knowledge, right? Uh, going on YouTube and Google, right? Just trying to find all this new stuff. And I was yeah. really interested in this, right? Now, I really started finding some cool scientists, right? Hmm. Um, and one of my, my absolute favorite scientists, Nikola Tesla. Hmm. This guy is so fascinating. You know, if you, if you ever have a minute, just look this guy up. He is, he's an, um, before Christianity, he was an idol. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit. Uh, but, okay. um, you know, idols aren't good. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, he was an idol for a long time for me in my life. Mm. And, and when he was an idol, though, um, I was like, I, I, I started praying to God. God, why why didn't you bless me with this kind of intelligence? Like this guy's a genius. You know, the Edi uh, um, I almost said Edison. Einstein was doing an interview for the news one time, and they asked him, or like a newsletter, and, and they asked him, uh, "What is it like being the smartest man in the world?" And he said, "I don't know. Go ask Nikola Tesla." <laughs> really? He's like, this guy is on top. He he knows. Interesting. And but the, the Tesla's not very known. He literally is is in very few books you know like history Ed, you hear all about edison a little about einstein right. edison didn't do much at all he pretended to be he he actually stole a lot of ideas and he also paid people to make things for him really he he is the mis most misunderstood scientist in history but i'm not here to bash him right even though i will in heaven when it <laughs> but uh, <laughs> i'll be humble <laughs> so um tesla was was just probably one of the smartest people I ever lived on the planet and mm. you know a bit of Galileo you know what I mean and and um he understood physics more than anyone and uh especially when it comes to like electrical science and so um when I started getting really interested in him I uh prayed to God why didn't you bless me with this kind of hmm. this knowledge like this this ability to understand things this way and I prayed that probably once or twice. Um, didn't really expect much about it. It was more just conversation, conversing with God, right? And uh, over time, I just continued my research. Didn't let anything, any of this stop me. And me understanding from the beginning, like the first things I need to learn to the last things I need to learn, you know, like like I, I started, the, the, the things I understood, I, I can understand now, the physics books I read now, I wouldn't have been able to comprehend back then. You don't think so? I don't think I'd be ready to. You know, like, like you can't just start, like, you don't just start in a senior year in high school. You got to work yourself up to it, you know, through, through 
<laughs> eight, ten years right. of school, right? And like, yeah. So, um. so um, I definitely do believe that God blessed me with wisdom. He definitely allowed me. Yeah. And I don't think I had that right right away. I really don't. Mm. Um, I think because I wanted it and I prayed for it, he did bless me with it. And you would think, well, he shouldn't have, honestly, because I was super not humble about it. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, I want to be this smart. And why didn't you do this for me? And, and, you know, uh, I do believe the reason he did allow it is because he knew that I'd come back. Mm. You know, I think that. He, he had a, right. He had a plan. Yeah. Like if I if I don't think he would bless you if it, if he knew it would just tear you away from him, and yeah, it did. Sure. But no well, matter what, I did come back, and I think he knew that. I think he knew I would. I think sometimes he he knows that something will cause you to draw away from him, but that's what you need to realize what you're missing. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're uh, nearing the end of this podcast, so um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed uh, hearing Dave's uh, stuff. You know, and yeah, hope that was a good feeling for James. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I hope you guys have a good night. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. I see hope coming on the horizon. There's no need for hiding because I belong.